In this new podcast series, I will be talking to visionaries, creatives, healers, teachers, educators and guides all around the globe. I'm so excited to share with you chats that I've had with these amazing people who are showing up in the world and helping people to shine their light, helping people to create their own journeys and to, you know, move forward in a positive manner. My intention for creating this new series where I talk to these amazing people was that I wanted to showcase other people that are in the world that are supporting women, are supporting humans, are helping, who are guiding and, you know, offering different healing modalities, mindfulness mindfulness techniques for parents and children and and everyone alike I wanted to showcase um, and open up dialogue around spirituality and healing modalities I wanted to just have conversation that flowed conversation that was um, informative and that everybody could get something out of and myself included in these interviews or these episodes that we you know and these chats that I've had with these people um, has opened up so much to me so I can only imagine what it's going to do for you guys Um, so I am so excited to announce this new series and I absolutely hope you love it as much as I do so let's get into today's episode In today's episode on Your Inner Light, I chat to the beautiful Sarah Lynn Salesbury-Jones. Sarah Lynn is a spiritual health coach and we talk about what that means. We talk about aligned eating, her lovely membership site, The Middle Way Wellness, and we talk a lot of different things as well. So let's just jump on over into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Awaken the Goddess Within, an online immersion with a retreat attached. If you so choose to do the retreat, this immersion is for the woman who wants to reconnect to her soul essence, who wants to untangle from the limiting beliefs, the blocks, the patterns, the sabotaging behaviors. This is for the woman who wants to awaken that goddess-like energy within her, who wants to tap into the feminine, the sacred feminine energy, who wants to become more aware of what she wants, what she needs, how she feels, who wants to be part of a community, who wants to learn tools and techniques to take with her throughout her entire life, who wants to raise her vibration to embody her soul essence, who she is at the core of her being. So if this sounds like you, if this sounds amazing to you, join us. We are enrolling now 
price is at an early bird price goes up on the 10th of February. So get in quick, grab your spot, grab your retreat spot and join us. For more information, the link is in the show notes or you can message me at sharwooderin at gmail.com. Hey, Sarah Lynn, I am so excited to have you here today. Finally, we get to have a chat. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I would love if you could just introduce yourself um, just by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you ended up creating the Middle Way Wellness. Sure. So, okay, cool. So I'm a certified health coach and I also say that I'm a spiritual health coach because I approach health and wellness with a spiritual lens. Um, and, you know, I didn't expect to end up in this, in this field. I actually graduated from law school and was <laughs> going in a very different direction, but my own uh, sort of healing journey, my own, um, you know, my own struggles, my own my own wellness and, and cultivating, cultivating that really led me into this space and inspired me to bring about kind of a new approach to health and wellness. So I'm excited to, to chat about it. Yeah. And I love that. And that's why I'm so excited about this chat today because um, you do have a different spin on it, which is good. It's, Brilliant. So I'm super excited to get into all yeah. that goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so would you like to tell me a little bit about your own health journey? Sure. So, you know, I have a few different chronic conditions and my mental health has been um, something I have dealt with since college and I, I have rapid cycling bipolar two, which means that I experience phases of hypomania, which is different from mania, but where I'm either, you know, extremely happy, focused, productive, feeling very creative and in the flow, or on the extreme, I'm feeling very depressed and unable to function. And so a big part of my own healing journey was really kind of managing my own emotional sensitivities and learning how to harness all of its gifts and really milk that rather than see my nature as something to be fixed. And I think that has really also informed my approach to wellness because, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but in some circles, it's like, well, I know how to cure this. I know, you know, how to cure yeah. your mental illness. And I don't see it as this detrimental thing. I see it as it comes with a lot of gifts. Um, and it also can, can be to my detriment if I don't really, you know, if, if I'm not very conscious of it. But in my mind, because of my, my struggles, I have had to go on a journey of introspection that other people would never have to go on. And so for me, it's, it's been a blessing. Um, so that's sort of the mental health piece. And then I've also struggled with my, my weight. So it's gone up and down 
over the years, I spent some time working for Weight Watchers and I loved that. I loved, I loved doing group facilitation and I got into health and wellness coaching because I was so passionate about my own journey. And then when I went on a specific medication for my mental health, I experienced rapid weight gain and had to really kind of start from the beginning of loving myself regardless of my body size. And I realized when that happened, I almost needed to go back to that beginning piece because nothing I, so much of my worth was wrapped up in that, was wrapped up in in, in my weight and wrapped up in my body size. And I knew that if I was going to have you know, a sustainable and loving and, and healthy relationship with food and my body and, and my well-being, I had to really go back to the beginning of I am inherently worthy regardless. And so that has also really informed my approach, which is all about, you know, you can deeply and completely love and accept yourself and you can cultivate positive change in your life. And so my whole, I think because of my uh, bipolar two and my, my tendency to be in sort of polarizing moods has given me this like superpower where then I see false dichotomies in the world like very easily. Um, and I want to challenge them. So, you know, when I see yeah. people kind of laying down their approach, like this is the answer, you know, like gospel, I'm like, uh-uh, that's a false dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> which is a gift isn't it that is a mm -hmm. gift yeah mm -hmm. beautiful and I love how you've said like about the bipolar and everything mm -hmm. that you saw it so differently than some people people would see it as a hindrance or mm -hmm. something wrong with themselves and mm -hmm. I love that you don't see it that way mm -hmm. yeah and not to you know diminish the struggle. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book and I talk about how I was hospitalized for suicide ideation. You know, I was in a very dark place. Um, but I did lucky, I'm lucky in that I had the resources to really, you know, get stabilized, you know, foster that spiritual awakening, prioritize my mental health. And through that, I've been able to see the gifts that it gives. So my creativity comes from that place. And it's not so much that people who struggle with mental illness, like, oh, we need to like fix them. It's, I feel like it's more people's perceptions and, you know, my, the way I am doesn't really fit in our current model, you know, <laughs> of, yeah. of like what is good or right. Um, and so it's not so much me, it's kind of how people perceive me perceive me I guess yeah yeah and that's the thing too uh, there's so much um of that especially you know even with weight or the way we look at you know mm -hmm. we're supposed to look a certain way and mm -hmm. you know as generations go you know it's changed over and over and over again but I see um, a real shift in people becoming you know loving towards themselves and compassionate mm -hmm. towards themselves which is amazing Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think the self-love piece is so essential. And, you know, when we, we, sometimes we think we have to kind of shame ourselves into changing, but that only kind of perpetuates this cycle that isn't working for us. And until we kind of know our inherent worth, regardless of all these external factors, 
it's going to be hard to have a fulfilling life when you're just looking at those exterior things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit too about, you know, like body positivity and all mm -hmm. that kind of self, self-love and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Like I'm massive into that as well. But mm -hmm. then there's also the other side where we, you know, as you know, mentors or people that are, you know, sharing about self-love, I feel guilty for wanting to lose weight or to be healthy or to, mm -hmm. you know, change how I am because, I, mm -hmm. you know, like an example, like I've put on some weight and I feel terrible. Like I mm -hmm. absolutely feel terrible. But mm -hmm. shame and guilt around me not going, well, I love how I am. Mm-hmm. And wanting to lose weight and then I sort of think well do I share that or do I not share that right it feels that? like this conflict right it, it feels feels like they're they're opposing and this is where I get into the false dichotomy because like you you know when I when I gained weight I went looking for you know body positivity accounts I wanted to see other women rocking you know like rocking their look in you know women that looked more like me feeling confident and when i went down that rabbit hole i saw a lot of great stuff and then i also saw a lot of really triggering stuff um and it really set me on this whole journey down finding in my own way because you know there were there are a lot of people in that maintain the school of thought that any intentional weight loss is inherently like diet culture brainwashing you don't you can't love yourself if you're also trying to lose weight and i just don't think that that is the case um for me because you know until and, and you know and it's different for everyone so some people it's not about how much extra weight they carry it's about you know, the behaviors, it's about energy, it's about, I mean, they're all interconnected, right? But for, for me and my own personal journey, even though I knew at the time, I want to love my body regardless, I also knew that I would want to lose weight because I'm in, I'm in pain carrying more weight. Um, I have hypermobility syndrome, so my joints are a little unstable and it's painful <laughs> to carry extra weight on your body. And me taking action to change my body does not mean that I don't love my body. And I think we've gone so far in an effort to, you know, backswing from diet culture. We've, we've gone like to the other side and been like, you know, there's no, no avenue to which you could lose weight in a healthy way, <laughs> which I think, you know, for me, it's something more in the middle where, it's a dialectic, so I'm rambling, but I, I spent the past, um, I spent the past year in this uh, dialectical behavioral therapy program and for, to manage my mental health. And it really influenced my philosophy that you can have two seemingly opposing truths that coexist. So the two opposing, uh, seemingly opposing truths here are, I love my body and I want to change it. And instead of saying, oh, I love my body, but I would like to lose some weight, you say, I love my body and I would like to lose some weight. And in that regard, it's a dialectic. They don't have to oppose each other. 
And that's what my philosophy is all about. You create your own path to well-being and you are not beholden to these dichotomies that are portrayed. Like you have to pick us versus them, this or that, you know, body positivity or diet culture. Um, you know, this, you get to decide, you write the rules. It's your body after all. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I find, like, it's sort of just sort of falling into that sort of trap and that, and as you say, like, I too, like, I'm struggling to, like, put on my shoes, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you just know, and it, and, I, and it is about energy, you're right, because mm-hmm. I am so lacking in energy and inflamed, I just don't feel good. Right. And for me, it's not about being a size 10. It's just right. getting back to that feeling where I'm feeling good. Right. Yeah. Right. And obviously, you know, people take it, some people take it to the extremes and, and that's not what we're talking about. It's really, you know, finding your own path to be well and not feeling beholden to this or that move, social movement or label or um, school of thought. You can make your own rules because it's your body. Perfect. So do you want to tell me a little bit about um, aligned eating and what that looks like? Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. Um, for Okay, so I have this monthly membership called Middleway Wellness Membership. And before 2020, I surveyed everyone and I said, hey, you know, what topics do you, would you like to see covered? And by and large, everyone said food. And my immediate thought was, oh no, (laughs) because, you know, while I am a health coach and I obviously have a lot of expertise in this area, food is still sometimes one of my things I struggle with, for lack of a better word. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought, you teach what you most need to learn. And by creating this, I am like really can use myself as a guinea pig here. (laughs) I love that about all this work. It's just like, let's try this out. (laughs) Right, totally. It's funny. People who work in health and wellness, it's because they have health issues like exactly it's not that you're like the picture of health because you work in this space um so i created what i call aligned eating it is not a diet or meal plan it is a a, like a more like a philosophical approach that has principles and practices that help you eat in alignment whatever that looks like for you so by the principles um one of the number one principles in aligned eating is that food has no moral value. And, you know, vegans are going to like, you know, be very mad that I say this. (laughs) I can already, I can already picture the vegans being like, no, it has moral value. Um, But I'm not talking about environmental injustice. I'm not talking about, you know, animal rights. I'm talking about when you eat something, it, it is not good or bad. And your behavior is not good or bad. And therefore, you cannot draw the conclusion that you are a bad person <laughs> yeah. um, because semantics matter. And people think, oh, it's just semantics. You know, people, oh, people think it's just semantics. But the language matters because if you say, oh, I feel so bad for eating that, that's yeah. guilt and shame. Yeah, that's right. Um, so when I say food has no moral value, when you describe food, you describe the facts. So it doesn't mean that you're not in denial about some foods being more nutrient dense than others. It just means you're not putting like moral language on it. 
So if I'm describing a piece of cake, I'm gonna say like, yes, this has higher sugar content, right? That's a fact. But if I say that cake is so bad, or you know, that is, I'm a bad person for eating that, that is what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. 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 So that's just not, one of the principles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go into more of the principles? Oh. Sure. Sure. Um, so one of them is that um, you approach your eating behaviors with curiosity rather than judgment. So kind of feeding into that, there's no like morality behind this. So, you know, depending on whatever you're in the, the, the previous principle, it's like uncovering what aligned eating is for you. So when you feel like your eating behaviors are sort of out of alignment, or maybe you're, you know, getting into emotional eating, or it's just not feeling right, you approach it with curiosity, neutral curiosity. So let's say I got really upset and decided to eat my feelings. Instead of saying, oh man, I'm so, I can't believe I did that. I suck. Like what happened? You know, why did I do that? Uh, you know, it would say kind of remove yourself from that situation as a third party and be like, huh, what contributed to this happening? What about my environment? What about my self-talk? Um, what led to this event and kind of chaining it? in a curious way, like you're a detective and you're like, what's going on in my habits or my self-talk or my environment that's causing me to eat out of alignment and how can I adjust from there? But in a very like third party observer way, so you're not getting into that shame and guilt spiral that we all kind of know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that well. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah well that's nice I think that's a really good way to look at it because often and I've said this before too it's never about the food it's to do with our emotions oh yeah yeah and so being curious about it it's a really good way to look at it you know like mm -hmm. what led me into this moment to this right or whatever you know like right why yeah so that's a really nice way to look at it yeah, I think so often for me, it's because I'm avoiding an uncomfortable emotion. So Definitely. maybe I'm feeling anxiety. I don't want to feel anxiety. So yeah. I'm going to cope with food. And, and then the other piece of the Aligned Eating Guide, which I'm going to be um, provide, like selling outside the membership sometime in the middle of this month, is the incorporating spiritual practices. So one of one of them is, you know, just blessing your food, you know, things that cultivate mindfulness around food. So, you know, we think of like old school, like, you know, family around the table praying right. over your food, yeah, yeah. but writing your own version of that. So whatever that looks like for you. So, you know, spirits of the highest truth and compassion, like bless this food, nourish my body, you know, however it feels right for you. So it seems, you know, it's a lot, it's different spiritual practices. And it's not an all or nothing thing. It's like you kind of take what serves you and leave the rest. That's one of my, my pet peeves is all or nothing approaches. I'm very much like what works for you, run with it. And what doesn't is fine. Yeah. 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 So in saying that, I wanted to ask you, you know, you look like you're a health coach, but you are a spiritual health coach. So how mm -hmm. does the two intertwine? Obviously, blessing food, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How yeah. 
how do I define that? Well, and I kind of just gave myself that. I don't know if that's actually like a thing. I think I, I kind of made it up, but, um, so I went through sort of a spiritual awakening a few years ago and, and then sort of another one, you know, after my psychiatric hospitalizations. And so I consider myself a very spiritual person. I meditate a lot of the things we talk about, you know, I talk about with my coaching clients and then with my membership, maybe considered a little woo-woo. Um, Don't worry, which... I love the woo-woo. <laughs> I love <Yay>. the woo-woo. <laughs> totally. So, you know, I am all about like harnessing everything we've got at our disposal, right? So I'm not just, ta- I'm not just thinking about the science of behavior change and habit formation. I'm also thinking about, you know, your thoughts and how your thoughts impact um, impact your behaviors and your beliefs and meditation visualization is one of my favorite tools and so I, I incorporate these spiritual modalities into the work I do and as I develop spiritually I kind of you know trickle like trickle more into my content um, but until about you know middle of last year I was more of in the spiritual closet so it was a big step for me to be like I'm not just a health coach. I'm a spiritual health coach. Ta-da. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think a lot of the spiritual practices definitely tie in, definitely um, intertwine, especially because a lot of us, are, as, I, as we said before, it's not about the food. It's more about your emotions. And so try to get, you know, a balance around those kind of things and using different tools such as meditation, visualisation, those mm-hmm. kind of things. I was actually going to ask you one of the questions, if you've had a ritual or routine or things that, that you use to, you know, help your day flow or things like that. Oh, definitely. Um, I practice a lot of guided meditation, so I'm yeah. not one to, you know, just do it in silence. I need music. I, I have the app Insight Timer, which I absolutely love. I use that I too. Lo- love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And they have different topics. You know, they have one on food even. And then I use, I love Rebecca Campbell's guided meditations. I'm in her Rise, Sister Rise, Sisterhood. And then I've also listened to some, some from Gabby Bernstein. In addition to that, I love spending time in nature. So I live right near this beautiful trail system. Just two houses down is the entrance to this trail system. And I just love intuitive nature walking, like noticing a tree, noticing the leaves, feeling kind of more trying to practice that mindfulness and being in the moment. And then I'm really getting into chanting. Um, I love Kundalini mantras. So I love the chant for healing. And a lot of times when I can't sleep, I will chant it in my head. And then if I'm ever receiving a, a treatment, like if I'm doing massage therapy or um, Reiki or <laughs> I did it, I saw a shamanic healer once, you know, I try out all these different things. I will repeat the mantra in my head just to kind of bring myself into that present moment. So those are just a handful of them, but I'm always open to trying new things. I, so many things I want to learn and I almost have to rein myself in because it can be overwhelming to try and take on all the spiritual practices yeah. and it's not as effective. You want to <laughs> try some out, figure out what resonates. And I, yeah, I have, I love Oracle cards. I love crystals, although I usually don't know what they mean. I just, <laughs> I'm exactly the same life. as you. I'm like, I love these, but I don't know what this does. <laughs> yeah. And people all know the name. Oh, that's a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I just like the way it looks. 
a lot of them like demonize each other (laughs) and, you know, try to say my way is the right way. And my middle way was all about, I can do both. I, I can do both. And that's what I did. So I saw a traditional shaman and I also saw, I also take medication and I'm not ashamed of that. Um, So in terms of middle weight wellness, it's really all about uncovering your own path and not, and being beholden to your own truth and finding out what that is for you. So my membership is really great because it's this amazing container where each month we sort of dig into these concepts and help you really embody your most well self. So the first module we did last year was all about self-acceptance and, you know, how when you fully accept yourself, then real change can happen because as long as you're fighting your reality, you're coming from a place of resistance and not alignment and flow. And then we move into, let's see, last month we did um, sacred habits and how our habits can be a vehicle for embodying our desires. So not waiting to be happy until you hit X goal, but really embodying that desire through your daily habits. And then this month is all about aligned eating, which I'm so excited. Um, But as a member, you get so much value. Each month you get a workbook, a mantra, it's printable and a phone screen background. So you're always looking at it. Uh, A sacred habits calendar. We do a 75 to 90 minute uh, sort of sacred circle, which is group coaching and we'll meditate and, you know, add some of the woo woo in there. And then we have our Facebook group. And then we also do a monthly challenge where I ask you these journaling prompts that sort of invite you to really engage with the content and uncover your own wisdoms and truth. So that was a lot of information. <laughs> Good. It might seem like it was like, la, la, to you. But <laughs> <laughs> when we're saying our own stuff, we're just like, oh, because there's just so much going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I will definitely add the links and everything to the show notes mm-hmm. so that people mm-hmm. can find you and find mm-hmm. the membership and find mm-hmm. you on Facebook, Insta, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, you will be able to find Sarah Lynn. <laughs> that will awesome. Be so um, also I wanted to um, just talk to you about what what kind of things do your clients, what is their most pressing issue when they come to you? That is a good question. I think a lot of times people are very much stuck in that cycle of, you mentioned self-sabotage, maybe I've, of, of self-sabotage, it's, it's almost like you, you reach this, you start to change things, you're feeling good, And then you kind of hit this wall of you're moving beyond who you always perceived yourself to be and you're stepping into this new person and you can't, and it's like almost, you're afraid of it. You know, you're almost like, wait, that's not me. I'm the person who struggles with food. Even me saying I struggle with food, that's an old narrative, right? So no, 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 no. I'm the person who is an emotional mess and never finishes what they start. And no, 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 no. And so there's a lot of self-sabotage that comes up. And I think when we're all sort of trying to embody our most well selves, whether that has to do with our food or our fitness or, you know, even our, you know, our relationships or career, 
we kind of hold ourselves back from really stepping into our power and who we're, who we're meant to be. And I'm not, you know, I think it, a lot of it is you've thought you've seen yourself a certain way for so long. And when you start to imagine a different way of being, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like to that. Yeah. It's scary, hard work. And, and I think that's why for the work I'm doing, I liked the model of a, of a monthly membership. And then I, I do work with one-on-one -on -one clients, but a monthly membership, because this isn't like a one and done thing. This is really like peeling back those layers. Like I go deep. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, I don't throw like platitudes at you and send you on your way. Like we're doing some deep stuff here and it can be scary. And so having that community to really, to hold space for you to unpack some of those limiting beliefs. And I'm, I'm feeling the process right now. I'm working on money blocks. I'm working on a lot of limiting beliefs around being seen. And I am, the past two days, I was like so emotional crying. <laughs> but because I, I know what it's like to do this deep inner healing, I can tell myself in those moments, this is a good sign, Sarah Lynn. The fact that you're crying and moving all this emotion, this is good. A lot of people, they would duck out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been the same for the last two days. Maybe there's something going on. I don't know. <laughs> something I went in the cosmos. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw Gabby on Sunday. Which Whoa, was oh my incredible. Gosh. She was so amazing. And um, I don't know if it was just, you know, bringing up some emotions after that. Um, but, yeah, for the last two days, it's been flat as. But saying that when you're aware, it's true, isn't it? You're just like, okay, something good is coming after this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't sure. wallow in it so much. I'm like, please just hurry up. <laughs> like, right, right. I'm done with this. But it's, it's, you know that there's something good on the other side. Right. And I think that's a dialectic too of, you know, it's okay to have those uncomfortable emotions. And sometimes in spiritual circles, unfortunately, I think we, some people have pushed the good vibes only a little too far to the point where any sort of perceived negative emotions feel like, oh, I must be doing something wrong because I'm feeling all of these intense, uncomfortable emotions. And you know, that's not true. We're humans. We're meant to experience the gamut of emotions. And sometimes, yeah, it's, you're shifting your energy. You're kind of, you need to process those feelings because it's not just about, you know, hashtag good vibes only. I have positive thoughts only. I mean, yes, but you can't know joy without also knowing sadness. And the dark shadow part is where you learn a lot of lessons. So. Yeah, I agree. So you are writing a book. Do you want to share a little bit about yes. that with us? Yes. So the book is Middle Way Wellness. And the, I, I'm still refining the tagline, but it's something along the lines of uh, your guide to ditching diet dogma, dichotomous thinking, and uncovering your own path to be well. And I'm submitting my book proposal to Hay House in April. So I That's don't have exciting. a book. 
That's yeah, I'm awesome. so excited. I don't have a book deal yet. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just submitting yes, the proposal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm setting the intention and all your listeners can send, yeah. send Hay House some, some vibes. Be like, we yeah. want Sarah Lynn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I'm really excited because it, it is sort of, um, it's a teaching, it's, it's nonfiction, obviously, but it's also a teaching memoir and that part of it is my story. And then part of it is the lessons I learned from my own experiences and pulling them out in a very practical, practical way that the readers can chew on. So I consider myself a, a storyteller and a writer, and I'm really excited to spell out, you know, all of this in a book in a very digestible, approachable way for people to kind of get rid of all that dogma and dichotomy around wellness because it's crazy out there yeah it is and that's the thing i think people get so confused because there's so much information and, and people are saying no no do it this way and other people are saying no no do it that way and it's forever changing so mm-hmm. your approach is beautiful because it's do what works for you right and sometimes it's sometimes it's that's in one period of your life, something will work and then it will change in a different season, you know, and, and honoring that and curiosity, not judgment and, and all of those things. So I'm really excited to spell it all out in my book. And if I don't get the, I mean, I don't want to put that in the universe, but if I don't get that, (laughs) I'm getting the Hay House deal, but one way or another, the book will be, the book will be out into the world. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Can't wait for that. Be good. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah Lane. I'm so excited that we got to have this chat. And, um, you know, I hope you have a brilliant evening. Yes, evening here. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking day. I was going to say day, but (laughs) hang on. (laughs) So thank you again for joining me today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It It was great.